All right. Take it away whenever you're ready, Dom. Hello, my listeners. Welcome to the 30th installment of the Dom of X. As always, I am your host, Dom Torres, with Dylan on the end. A special guest on the other side. We decided to line up a bit, get some more peeps in. Um, guys, if you if you may, please welcome Ariel. She's awesome. Uh, friend of Dell's, friend of the show's. Um, and we are very delighted to have you. So if you want to greet and say hi, Ariel, um, please do. Everyone, thank you for having me here. I'm super excited. We are, inside, we are indeed excited to, to have you and to talk more about comics and all the, all the nerd stuff that, that, we, that we love and, and all of this. So again, thank you for, for joining this 30th. It's crazy, Dylan. Like We got, we got here to 30. Like... 30 weeks ago, it's it's crazy. Like, 30 is a big number. It's huge. It's like, how'd you get here, man? You know, my 30th birthday, I ate tacos all day. But, I mean, this, the 30th episode, I, I actually ended up having tacos this afternoon for lunch. So, it's kind of a coincidental thing. I just realized that happened. So, but regardless of tacos, I'm super just, I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, at 30 episodes, like we started this in the, in, in the, right in the beginning of the pandemic. And it just kept us probably sane for the most part throughout the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> how about you? Did you, did you do a lot of, a lot of reading during this pandemic? Hey man, like there's, <laughs> we, I swear, like we have, we've just gone through so much, I think in the last year that like I found I think we all found time like to ourselves to just catch up on pretty much everything. Right. And, and now we're here. And so again, very delighted to have you guys on the show. And yeah, let's, let's just delve straight right, right into it with the most nutrigeneric first question. I think anyone you know can ask of this sort. How'd you guys get into get into comics in general? Was it was it a movie? Was it what was that one thing that that got you into into comics? When I was really little, I would visit my grandmother all the time because she lived in the same apartment complex as us. So as soon as school would be over, our bus stop would take us right in front of the gates, and I'd walk straight to her apartment. And she always had these coloring books there for us. And there's Spider-Man comics and X-Men comics coloring books. And uh, they just really make me think of her. So that's like my first experience, Aww. too. That's, that's heartwarming. That's very <laughs> heartwarming. Um, so how'd you get in? That too, you know, it's, it's got that nostalgia feel like wrapped all around it. That's, that's why most, a lot of us keep coming back to it because it's, it's all the feelings that we get. I know whenever I see like an old uh, Hulk comic book from the 90s, it reminds me like, oh, my God, I can't believe I read like over 150 of these. And like it just makes you think of like the good old times and like Tamagotchis and stuff like that. You know, when you pick up an old comic <laughs> and you see those old ads and you're just like, oh, yeah, I, re I remember Gak. Oh, Gak was so cool. <laughs> Gak was the best. Gak was the best. Dom, you're way too young to know Gak, but basically it's it's like slime. That's just the best thing to explain it, but it was cool slime. I liked like making fart slime? sounds with it. 
it was like that type of uh material or or whatever that was able to make like fart sounds if you squished it a certain way yes uh and you know as a kid being able to make fart sounds is just it's one of the greatest joys you can have mm-hmm. okay. i still have no idea what's ga- like is it green is it is it like gooey like what what was because like this is before my time i have no idea <laughs> So yeah, it's like it's like solid but slimy and gooey and makes and you, if you squeeze it a certain way, you can make fart sounds with it. Yeah, best description. You can make fart sounds with it. You can make yeah. fart. So it's like you you so like you have it like in your hand and then like you squeeze it and then you get that. See, this is the problem with your generation. You don't overanalyze it, bro. You just leave it at a base level. It's it's gak and and it's awesome. It, it, it makes there's, that's there's why it's always that's just gak. But there's if I've learned anything, and again, this is this is a huge problem with me. This is a huge problem with a lot of people who are the same age as me. We have a tendency to like make two plus two the most difficult equation to solve when it shouldn't <laughs> be. And so, it's like, like, what does two represent? What's exactly like cool. so two could be any like is it is it two ice cream cakes is it two slices of pizza is like, there's <laughs> something uh, if i've learned anything there's always something behind the the madness that is like when you look at something face level i understand that looking at it face level is an important thing but there's always something behind the face that makes it deeper or else it wouldn't even like be there so so when i'm thinking about this gack thing like, there has to be something more. It just can't be like, oh, it makes fart sounds. Like, that just sounds so lame. I'm sorry. Okay, so... Well, when so, you're a kid, that's all you need. Exactly. Yeah. And you, it, the name alone, Gak. I mean, come on. It's just fun gack. to say. Like, I hey, used to always me. do, like, the Affleck sound and go, like, Gak, Gak. <laughs> nice. Like you, so like you, okay. It was simpler times, bro. It was simpler <laughs> times. Okay, we didn't we didn't have all these these three D rendered environments we could play in and VR and 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 all that kind of stuff. We, we didn't even have social media back then. Okay, we had GAC, sir. We had GAC. No, and, and, and skip it. Twitter. No, and skip no. it. We remember skip <laughs> it. You can keep your Twitter. We keep right. GAC. Yeah, you I, have Twitter. We have GAC, and we're gonna. <laughs> what's a skip it? Is it like? <laughs> Do you just skip things? Is, so, is it a fast those are game? fun. So it's a so it was a okay. So there's like a ball that had a counter on it, and it like had this like long plastic thing, <clears throat> and then a circle. And you'd put your foot in the circle, and then spin it around, and like skip over it. And it was like a exercise kind of thing, but also fun. I don't know. That's even harder yeah. to explain. But it's trust like me, learning. It teaches you how to skip. That's what I always thought it was. Like, it kind of teach, taught you how to skip, you know, and jump on time. Yeah. Like, it was basically jump rope by yourself, but without a jump rope, with a just with, with a ball. So it's jump rope mixed with a ball, mixed with something else that I have to, again, take at face value. Because it's apparently not deep enough to made a contextualize. Okay, well, when you're by it's yourself... It's a toy that makes you feel like a cat. Yes, there it is. Boom. Cat toy for for kids. Cat toy for yeah. kids. And these were these were like everywhere? Were they expensive? Or is it just like something you could pick up at the, the local store and, and buy it? Uh, the, there's pretty cheap ones and there's pretty good ones. It really just 
depends. Like, okay. there's big ones. You there's can get probably from Toys okay. R Us when it was open. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the trick was being able getting it going was was the hard part like once you got it going it was it was easy to go but like getting it getting it into the like the the centripetal force and everything that that took a second at least for me i don't know arrow that, no yeah it does like you have to get the motion and get it like wanting to swing like kind of like you're oiling a machine yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird that's so weird. I wish I grew up. See, because because whenever I hear these stories, I always wish like I could get a taste of that era. Because I grew up with like a, I grew up with a DS Lite. Like we had like my generation, we got we had the Wii's, we had like the handheld consoles that kept us entertained for the most part, right? Um, <laughs> so like we don't we don't have you know these toys anymore. And all that, but like instead we have like electronic stuff to keep like feed us and and give us like what we use for free time, right? Like my little bro, he's over here. He's like five or six, and he already has an iPad that he's playing. Um, I don't know, Angry Birds on is that is that still? It hasn't been a thing for over a decade. But like, I don't know. Like when I hear no, about these, I know, right? <laughs> like so when I hear about these these old stories or like you guys are like reminiscing over like good times i i'm always interested to to see like what it was growing up in an era where you just had different things to keep you entertained and that's the fun part of it um and so yeah it's it's always it's always weird internet oh yeah i'm i'm growing up with the end like i'm i'm over here i'm what like 10 11 years old i have a ps3 (laughs) and i'm playing online Right with a whole bunch of people, like I'm playing, I don't know this Lego game or this Marvel game, and it's like, it, like that to me feels different than you guys skipping rope or do. See, I again, like, <laughs> I just don't know how it is comparatively, like me being in you know the 2000s, you guys being the 80s or night, whatever, right? So it's 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 different. I grew up in 90s and 2000s. I was born in 97. Ah. <laughs> I didn't have internet because I was poor. <laughs> That, but it, it was a good experience, and I ended up stealing my uh, neighbor's internet once I turned like fourteen, thirteen. So that's <laughs> that the best bad. part when you ask your your neighbor, like, "Hey, my wi- we don't have Wi Fi, or like my, our Wi Fi's down. Could I have your password and just like use it for a bit?" Right, I yeah, it's pretty. It's really nice. Ah, like I I remember I did that at one point. Um, so I stayed over at the neighbor's house. I think it was like I think it was like thirteen or fourteen, and. He just, he let me use it. I stayed there for like two, three hours. My dad calls me home and he's like, where'd you go? And I'm like, oh, I went to the neighbor's house because we had, we had no Wi-Fi. They were, it was getting like reviews and, and I, he got so mad at me. It's like, I, it's just Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, I want to, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have data. So like, I need to keep up connected somehow. But yeah, that was a, that was a weird day. <laughs> going from a place where you really didn't care about internet at all and then now it's like if i don't have internet I die seriously it's it's become a necessity in our culture like there's it no way has. to get around it yeah i mean like, we, ooh, i remember when doing this internet on the around. internet right now like <laughs> yeah exactly like because i couldn't 
I couldn't go five minutes without checking Discord for notifications. Like if a friend texts me or if like a server is like popping crazy, I want to be a part of it. Uh, I, I'm in a Facebook group. Um, this is literally the only time I actually use Facebook because I I I just can't. Um, I'm I'm way too I'm way too young for use to use Facebook. But like the boomers really took over Facebook, <laughs> like for real. I know. Like I, that's actually the reason why I refused to make a Facebook for the longest time when it first came out. I was like, that's for old people. I'm not old. Uh, and then I got to the age where everybody was like doing it. So like, because MySpace ended, I'm like, oh god, dang it. Okay. I don't, I don't want to do this, but oh, fine. I still have no and idea then what my Instagram came is. out. I'm like, bye. <laughs> MySpace was great. MySpace taught me like basic coding, actually. Right? Well, oh, the backgrounds. The background. You could get with coatings. The, the music. Uh, the music. All right. You could go into people's pages and find out what kind of music they're into and stuff. I had um, all kinds of Lonely Island songs on my MySpace. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was I was jumping around a lot, but I, I stuck with the classics. I like did a lot of seventies and then like super randomly I got into like a crazy gangster rap phase and then MySpace Ooh. ended. <laughs> so it's, so it's like just, what once music started getting you your music taste really gets on point, they like to take away how you can share it. Yeah. They took yeah, they took away like the, the coding aspect and all that, and so people could only do like pictures and stuff like that. It was, and then you like you had to like embed links of like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I remember all mm -hmm. that. Ah, oh, classic. <laughs> but um, isn't this a like a X Men podcast? <laughs> we're just going to be nostalgic. Like, we're learning about more about each other, and and like <laughs> because that's the most important part, right? Like, I got, I want you guys to feel comfortable. Let the listeners know what we actually like because this is an anniversary episode, right? It's not one where. We, we we opened up uh, X Men by by Jonathan Hickman and had to you know deep dive and analyze what's going on behind the material. No, this is a I want the listeners to know that we we chill. We we are like you know our guests are cool. Um, and it, it's like but before before we go on and then we'll, we'll take a short little break to explain what's going on with the Granky Gathering after this. My exposure to MySpace is literally I was in. I think I was like 14 or 15 and I was taking a college class over the summer. I was taking biology. It was a laboratory assignment. We just got finished. My lab teammates are like, Hey, I remember. Yeah, hey, like where, where were you on MySpace and all that? I asked them what a MySpace was and all of my lab teammates left the, left the, left the room or whatever. Cause they were just flabbergasted. They, they, they couldn't believe that like, I didn't know, and I still don't know what MySpace. Is. Like it, it feel it sounds like from from what you guys are saying <laughs> that it's it's a some sort of social media platform thingy. It was I, the social media the, platform. Yeah, the yeah. So everybody had a MySpace. South Park makes fun of it. If you ever watch South Park, they'll you'll catch an episode if you go through the seasons. I was way too. My parents wouldn't let me watch South Park for like. I can watch it now, but yeah, there there were a lot of TV shows at, at my house band for for certain reasons. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting part. But anyways, the nostalgia the nostalgic stuff is over, guys. We're gonna be talking about the Grangy Gathering, what they all got over there. We'll be right back after these messages. To my podcast listeners, the Grand Geekery is the best show for all news on pop culture. 
as well as a diversified variety of segments, conventions, and everything nerdy. Hosted by our very own Tyler McPhail and with Lamar Harris, the show runs twice a month and is available on all platforms. Please go ahead and check it out at the Grand Geek Gathering or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Quick commercial break. And then we gotta put the elevator music on. Right. Like for one minute. Alright. Let me ease back in. Welcome guys back uh to the Dom of X, where we just had I think a good 10, 15 minutes talking about our lives and, and what we what it was like growing up and all of that stuff. So whatever that is, guys, hope you guys enjoyed that part. Now let's get into the seminal like what we love about comics what we love about you know this franchise and and all that so if i may uh ariel what was your first exposure to x-men was it a tv show was it a movie what was that like what was the first thing that that you that you read or or watched that got you into x-men I was younger and um like i said earlier the coloring books that my grandmother gave us and she also was really into cartoons herself she was a huge nerd and watched a lot of uh, things in that nature and she would play the show x-men too the cartoon show is back in like the 2000s uh and that was my first exposure was the cartoons and the co- um the comic book uh coloring books and it just I don't know. I, it always felt super colorful, I felt, and uh, diverse types of characters. I really liked how different the, the heroes were and, and the vibes of this type of comic to, and compared to the other you know comic books that are really well known. It just felt really different, and that's what I really liked about it, was how different it was, and at the same time, how it really made you think about real life, even at a young age. For sure. Dylan, well, you you were we I think we talked about this before. You were a huge animated series fan back in the nineties. If I'm correct on that statement, yes, yeah, I, like the moment I was born. Oh, you're talking to Dylan, huh? No, no, anyone can chime in. Like, yeah, it's open, open room. Go, go, go crazy. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah, I uh, I started on the animated series. And then I read. I ended up getting a random comic book. I don't even know. I honestly can't remember how I got it, but I still have it. It's Wolverine 10-something, I think, like 108, 106, something like that. And this was this was the era where Wolverine looked like basically like a Neanderthal kind of beast. He didn't have his, his regular claws. He had his bone claws because Magneto had taken his uh, metal out of him. And uh, I remember thinking, like, this is so much different than I'm used to with the with the show. But like, let's read this. And it was it was a really cool issue. It's, a, it's him and Elektra doing some random stuff. And um, I just really like liked it. And then I started looking into. There was a comic shop uh, near me. This was before I even went to Flying Colors. There was another comic shop I went to, and they had uh, a whole bunch of other like X Men ones. And I grabbed a couple of those out of the, like the the cheaper end. And then I saw Hulk. And I got really, I like thought he was really cool. This big green guy. And this was the era where Peter David was writing him. So he was like, he was Professor Hulk, like from Endgame. So he's big, he's intelligent and all that kind of stuff. And that's what really got me into comics. And I was hardcore into comics for for years. 
uh, I was reading, uh, I, I got rid of all of them, but I had like 150 issues of Hulk. I had um, a solid, like maybe 15 issues of Blade. Like I, I was reading Blade like right before the movie came out, which was really cool. And it was like, really, I shouldn't have been reading it, but because they were comic books, my parents really didn't know like what Marvel Max meant. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so I was able to get some of those. And then uh, I remember Marvel Mangaverse came out, which was uh, basically like um, like a Marvel doing their own anime version of their characters. And it was just horrible. It was just horrible. And I got the kind of slowly got me out of the comics for a while. Um, but I, I always remember how much uh, I always remember that uh those those first few years with those those bright colors like ariel was saying like the colors are just they popped so much like now there's a lot of muted tones or there's like these these crazy shading that goes with it and like the really like high rendered kind of stuff but there was just something about those bright colors popping off those pages in those 90 books 90s books that just there was just it was just so inviting. So like, I want to read more. I want to see more, you know, and it's crazy that Ariel said almost the exact same thing as me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Cause, cause I think that's, that's an interesting point that you, you two bring up with, with getting into the nineties. Cause that's, that's when the X-Men started to bring in the, the cash and the attention, right. Of, of Marvel. Like I think X-Men number one sold like 8 million something copies back when uh, Jim Lee got on. And it's just insane to me that like we get the nineties I think gets a lot of get gets a lot of flack because of all of the hyper gestated styles of the artists. Like if you look at Rob Liefeld, for example, right, like people were gravitating towards that uh that certain type of style. And and obviously like you know it's more so of the try to <laughs> for, for lack of a better way to explain it just just trying to get people in and with which is how extreme you could get um but it's it's so cool to see like it's 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 really interesting too because you get the nostalgic feel like when you see that that 90s book that that hooks you in or like you see like oh my gosh like this character's doing this one thing i find that i find that cool i find it cool that um the 90s gets a lot of people nostalgic back for that era because it's, you know, it's where they grew up and it's where they found the X-Men. Right. And, and that to me is really interesting. Did you find the X-Men Dom? Like, <laughs> cause you didn't know anything about X-Men pre Hickman, correct? It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I have seldom, like I didn't even watch the TV shows cause I, I just don't think I like I the only Marvel, anything I watched was the worst. Like it was like two Spider-Man shows. Like two Spider-Man shows, and that's it. Like I didn't know who these X peoples are. I watched a couple of the X-Men movies, but even then, it's like I I barely remember watching them. You know, that's that's how, um, that's how like small my memory was before, um, you know, House of X number one came out uh, back in uh, July of 2019, and I was just so distraught with what DC was doing because I'm I'm more of a DC guy personally, um, and I was just really disappointed with what the company was doing because they were they were doing the year of the villain stuff when they didn't even have any you know enough material to carry out through the course of the five six months they did it and so I decided you know why not try a book on the other side of the aisle 
And my friend John Ebling on, uh, over at the, the comic store told me, hey, you should pick this up, bud. I think you'd like it. Uh, and I've never come back. Like that, that comic opened up so many worlds for me that I, I just can't explain like how much it just affected my life there. Like it brought me <laughs> up to a, a level. I don't think I could ever like, I, it's hard touching or like tapping that part of my soul, but my soul was tapped and I just never came back. I, I haven't come back since then. And so, um, as that's what, that's what, you know, like that's the X-Men, um, are definitely fun. And, and like Ariel said, uh, all the flavors, all the colors, and all of the very different types of uh, characters from from top to bottom. Just so many to love. It's it's amazing. You're a big DC head too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Actually, wearing a Detective Comics dress right now with uh, Batman and Robin <laughs> on it. <laughs> if that answers your question. Nice, nice. Now. Do you do you feel like um which, which do you prefer like you know would you do you prefer X Men or, or I mean do you prefer Marvel or do you prefer DC like at, at a core or are you are you kind of like I like both for different reasons like I am that's how I feel I'm I'm like that too I love both for different reasons for sure DC has different feel to it it's more dark and ominous whereas Marvel is just a little bit more of a, a actiony life you know more realistic type of vibe and i think that's one thing that i love about x-men too is the realistic type of vibe that it has because you know the x what the x-men represent you know they're mutants trying to keep balance in the world um between um the people that have differences and that's like how a lot of people are in the real world there's a lot of heroes out there that are called crazy or different just because they're trying to keep that peace between the people that hate each other and are so against each other Totally. Yeah. And not, not to mention, <clears throat> um, they have people that have claws as well. <laughs> yeah. That's a very important part. <laughs> Speaking of claws, the claws, the claw. do you, do you guys have faith character? Do you, is there that one guy on, on the X-Men that you just like, this is, this guy's my favorite hands down. I love him, her, them. Um, is there that one guy? That, that you guys have um, that you just gravitate towards. We know Me how I and, feel. Wolverine in honor sure. of like the Women's History Month, I want to say that uh, the person on the X Men team that I find the most uh, that I could connect the most with is Rogue. I think that she is really like an important character to think about because she lives her life never being able to touch another and it's like a character that makes you feel and appreciate the things and people you have because imagine if you weren't able to feel that connection that love with the people that you are surrounded by i love her it's it's insane how like because i remember watching like the animated series episodes even even some of evolution and and reading her um in a bunch of different stuff and I, I wish she was used more often um what i love about rogue is just like for one she just doesn't take crap from anyone she's very straight up forward and and honest and that's actually something like i appreciate from mm -hmm. from characters of uh, it's 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 all the type of like i, I can't i can't do the accent i wish <laughs> i was a, i wish i was able to do her like like you know how she says like sugar and 
and all of that stuff. I want to, I don't know how to do that because it, it would just be fun to do all that. But what I love about her is just like, yeah, like it's like it's compelling. Um, how does Gambit touch her? Dude, like, are, are Cajun people real? Are that... Cajun people real? Or did you seriously? Just... Yes. Yeah, I just asked you that. Are Cajun people real? Yes. Yes, sir. They are real. Um, they, 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 <laughs> yes, that, that's just a type of Louisianan. All right. <laughs> I don't. I don't. All right. Yeah. This this shows how much in touch I actually am with. <laughs> yes. Um. And they have really, really, really good food. Uh, Cajun food is actually probably my favorite type of food. I can eat that literally all day long. I love that stuff. Me too. It's so bomb. Cajun chicken's like one of my favorite. Blackened everything. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Have you been to New Orleans, Ariel? No, I haven't. I want to, though, so bad. Oh, oh it's so much fun. I've never made it to midnight. I'm always passed out by then every time. <laughs> all you do all day is you eat food and drink alcohol all day oh, long. Why, yeah. why don't we just all live there? Right? I'm, I'm just thinking of the streams that we could do just on Bourbon Street alone. It would oh be so goodness. much fun. That's everyone wants to have all these live at meetups in New York and LA. Like we should have one in New Orleans. Like, come on! I would be so freaking down for that. We need to play as Gambit during the meetup, Dylan. That's all. Yes, obviously you would dress as Gambit. You you definitely (laughs) got the hair for it. I just need the cards. I need the staff, and um, I think I'm set. I think that's back to Rogue. And I don't know if I've mentioned this in on the podcast, but I probably definitely have. There's a huge theory that I have uh, going back a while. So in the probably like 2012, 2013, maybe even 14, there was an event called the Black Vortex. And there was like this door that could look into people and see their see like what they're what they're feeling. And it turned out that 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 thing let everyone know and him know that Bobby Iceman was gay. And it was this whole big thing and everyone lost their mind. And they they actually did like look he did some deep introspective and actually came out gay. And he had like a whole series where he was trying to, you know, be an X-Men and start dating men and all this kind of stuff. But here's something that's super crazy that no one ever even looked at until I pointed it out. So Iceman are in, in the movies, right? And wouldn't if, He was gay. Think that's that's. Canon. Dylan matter just so much pain in her history, like. To really think about where she was kind of used by by Mystique to kind of do dirty work, or or the movie versions where where she's um, she. Can't get close to it. It's, it's, it's there's a lot of pain and agony in her story. 
is and and uh there's, there's that part in Excalibur number six where they have sex in the hot tub. It's pretty explicit. Um and yeah, they're they're all in each other's arms, man. <laughs> it's steamy. Man, I wonder. There's got to be something to that. Then they, I'm missing something. We should look into like, that. Does Gambit have some power? He he has to have like something where he's able to touch her for an extended amount of time. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe he deals with it. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe. Um. Did you know that Magneto and Ro- like speaking of Magneto and Rogue, they had like a small fling during the Age of Apocalypse event back in the mid '90s. It's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, Mag- Magneto, I mean, he's hella old, but he's always had a great bod, so I can see that. Right. The bod, though. The dad bod. <laughs> he's fine. That's why I call him in this era. He's he's not Magneto. He's Bragneto because he can, Bragneto. He's, just, he's just paused. Like every page he's on, he's just like talking shit as he like, should, he's, right? Because he's, he's standing the, so tall with his head up high. He gets a chance, and I, like, I think so I nice talk about this with so Dylan and on the podcast. He and, finally and has the not just leeway he, and the actual no. He can actually right now to say all of these things because of the weird utopian society they created. When he he has ice and shoot up a bunch up. Yeah, he has, he has uh, Charles on his side. He has of, most of the mutants on uh, his side. Iron from the and Earth, and then has Iceman freeze and makes metal, very, and then just like kills a bunch uh, of aliens. You know, expressive all by himself, basically. Character who is Pretty able cool. to do essentially whatever yeah, he needs I love to what and wants within you know over his boundaries. Epic, like it's just so to. awesome. Like when I, when I'm reading all of this, and it's like, yeah, this guy needs to be flexing twenty four seven because like he can crush you with a car. It's like you you just have to respect him. It's and it's awesome to read. Absolutely. Right. Mhm. I like loved the movie that they had of him. Uh, I think it was Days of Futures Past, I believe. Uh, where he the stadium, you know, the the whole scene that was like my favorite scene where everything was just being like lifted, and he just looked so freaking powerful. I was like, this is yes. Say. You know, when I was a kid, seeing him in the bubble, I always thought, like, okay, cool, he can control metal, but, like, he's just flying around in that bubble, hella stupid, like, that's not cool. <laughs> and then Ian McKellen just comes through, and, like, I can visually see what it looks like for with magnet powers, and I'm like, oh, my God, no, this is uh, this is really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Completely put him in a different light to me, honestly. Change the game. Change the game. Talk Ian tonight. McKellen. Can we talk? I can, we can have a whole oh, podcast. so good. Oh, so good. Goodness. Everything he does. Everything. He's just like straight up talent. Seriously. Like a thespian. 
I love mm-hmm. that's what I love about the Brits. They're so thesp- they're not actors, they're thespians, you know? Even even I know, like I love that word. <laughs> thespian? Yeah. Thespian is th- like my favorite word. Really? Uh-huh. It makes me think of Shakespeare, and Shakespeare's my favorite writer. Oh my god, I love Shakespeare. Have how have we not talked about Shakespeare? What's your favorite Shakespeare play? The Twelfth Night. I'll I bring the link here that I promised no, you, Dylan. Like two years no away. You're yeah. you're lying to me. That's my favorite. No freaking way! Get out of here! I Get swear out. to God, with the with the twins and yes, and, yeah. Oh my, my viola, yeah. Oh my God! I, well, we were already best friends, so I think now we're best best friends. I think that's how it works. Yes, yes. We just well, have yeah. to reenact that scene from Step Brothers. Yes, and we're like, we're all in agreement that yeah. Magneto is epic I got and he's fun to read, watch, all right? we can whatever he's in. All this is happening. Yes, when we go to New Orleans, karate. I'll bring a bunch of pumpkins. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'll, I'll bring my uh, lightsabers. Yes! Oh my god, please. Please. You know, Wednesday's my last day at the shop. Maybe you can bring it then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, or, or maybe not, you know. <laughs> or now. <nah. laughs> Oh my god, yes, okay, yes, but. Yes. How about Cyclops? How do we feel about the actor that played Cyclops? Um, how, which one? There's like a few, honestly. But the, like, most recent one, I really like that actor, like that specific actor, because I think he's a funny guy. And I think he fits more than all the other actors that played him. I think so, too. And I also appreciated, um, I would just call her Sansa Stark, but that uh, her version of Jean Grey, I thought was really cool. Like, kind of more of an outcast kind of thing, you know, because she's always been, like, the, the hot, popular girl, I felt like, like, of the X-Men, you know? So to see her, like, at the Institute and kind of be like, oh, she's a weirdo, and da-da-da-da, like, I, I kind of like nice. that version. Mm-hmm. Makes her, makes her a little more likable. I don't know. How do you feel about Jean Grey as a character, Ariel? Oh, in the movies, for sure. I just, I did not like the actress that played her before. She, like, it's not that she's a bad actress. I just didn't like that she seemed so snobby because it annoyed me. I was like, I don't want to be friends with her. I don't really like her. If she's a villain, then I see why. Um, but <laughs> then the new one, the Phoenix that came you out. You told oh me to pick it up it at really, the store. Like, I think it was like it, five or six dollars. It was like, Dom, go pick this up, go read it. Like, Yo, you're a collector, right? And you I bought it. Okay. Yeah, so it was a I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't respect and you there before, are a lot of similarities I see, between I see you and I see what you're going both through. franchises. Yeah. Oh my God. Just I think that's what that probably gravitated me over to the X Men. Anyways, it was, like dying, it was me the, the dying and resurrecting a, and dying and resurrecting. Titan at one that point, I was she was even like a uh, fighting alongside Darkseid. And then um, I read the X Men. The, like, the wow, X-Men, this feels uh, the same with a different company. By the way, I want to support. If you guys haven't read that, read that. That's so good. That sounds epic. That was the weirdest part. Oh my goodness, I've not read that. It has my. She's fun. (laughs) 
she's very fun when she's with or she's tagged along with Wolverine. Like I like I believe the best or one of the best X Men animated series episodes is when she and Wolvie go out for Christmas shopping, right? And the, Logan uh, like, just doesn't want to go out because he's Logan. It, he's a big old grump. Just, they you know, just can't seem to get to stay her right. Like, Jubilee. It's the holidays. Like, can we, Every, can everyone we get but some him cool celebrated. Jubilee action? Let, let, let the guy right? like, still, like, he's like at one point they just made her a vampire for no reason. So there's, there'd be no point in doing that, but like, he hey, gets over. I was Leech. Leech was dying. Almost broke my heart. And Jubes is like, we got to help him. We got to help him. And... I and I, that's I think that's where I fell in love with her character. She just she just wants to do the right thing, and those are characters that I always have an appreciation for. It's people who stick up and just wanna just wanna help out. And the moral of the Sleech was saved out of the uh, graciousness and and heartwarming soul from from Wolverine and him don't or giving out blood to. Make sure that he stayed alive. So I, I, I learned a lot. I, I got a lot of respect for Logan that day. Um, I, I should have more, but I, I, there's the part in me that doesn't want to. <laughs> mm. character oh, I think that she's with vampires. a strong character because she came from, you know, really like, tragic I know there are a lot of people out there who like Morbius and, and all that to, stuff. You know, kind of survive I, I want to get into horror, but I just can't the get the powers that she has. I think that's kind of why so when she, I read she, the, she or when I read, I heard about the there are a thing called energy vampire, you know, vampire leeches, energy leeches. Um, and so she generates energy essentially with her powers, and so maybe that's why they were like, "Okay, let's just make her a vampire." Interesting. I never thought. You know, I I would like to give Marvel some credit, but that was during a bad era of Marvel, so I can't give them any credit. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's for those people that want something different and and they don't really want to put too much effort and make a huge thing, so they're just going to do something tiny for a sec. Yeah. The, she had her own series. It was it was a thing. It was. And um I I really like that the whole thing about her being like with the energy base and everything. Like she definitely like straight up drank blood, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But I I love that idea of like just uh, an in, like a energy based mutant being turned into a vampire and then having to suck energy, not necessarily blood. Like that's yeah. a really cool thing. <laughs> I don't know if you read, de- know anything about Demon Slayer, but uh, the anime. 
but there's a demon demons eat humans and the more that they eat humans besides just to like feed on to make them like survive they also get stronger the more they eat oh for sure but this one that like is like demon but she's tr she's trying to be good for her brother she just gets all of her energy from staying asleep all the time and then she just wakes up and just whoops ass and then goes back to sleep and recovers <laughs> her energy so it's it's like the it was an interesting what kind of concept to like think about like okay i'm sure the writer was sitting there like okay how do we actually get back our energy in other ways like besides you know eating like well you get it back from sleeping boom you know it, it's just cool stuff like that oh. that I, I really appreciate when when powers and magic and lore and all that kind of stuff is, is brought to like a higher kind of level and kind of like almost scientific, even though it's like magic. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it makes it more realistic. Exactly. I mean, there's some crazy shit that happens in that show, but yeah, yeah uh, sure. it's definitely, definitely like, the, when powers are more realistic, I like that. I remember I wrote once um, about a, uh, these gauntlets that wanna... give, they were King Arthur's gauntlets, and they give you the wear immense strength, which is how uh, he pulls the sword from the stone in the first place, because he was, like, super strong. And, and so, like, I like it when people kind of throw, do stuff like that, too, like, in, in their stories, you know, kind of like, like, it's it's like a different take on the kick, same thing we've seen. I, I still want to kick you know? Sebastian yeah. Shaw's ass. To yeah, it's like, uh, it, it incorporates a little bit of historical stories. He was in first class. Um, he was one of those dudes who was flashier. trying to start World War Three or whatever. Right, exactly. Back in those weird... So we talked he, about characters I just remember him What Are there any characters that we even though he don't like the attraction of it? But like, so weird, because all the characters yeah, I, I yeah. used to not like, yeah. I ended up becoming obsessed with like magneto for instance i used to think he was so lame and now he's freaking awesome uh phoenix i used to think was super annoying and just eh, but now i freaking love her what you dumb Yep. Just holds it out, and it's like... Wait, wait, wait. Kevin Bacon? See, I want to have... See, because Jonathan Hickman, who's who's the current oh, oh uh, controller God. of the X-Men franchise right now, that. he was in a Q&A with Marvel It's been with so Marvel long since I watched the movie, so I completely Comic-Con? I think it was before I remember San there was this, like, direct TV commercial that had just come out. Uh, and the person and it was asked Kevin Bacon, him, it was this uh, guy that was like a powers would big you want to have Bacon out of all fan. the X-Men? He's like, yeah, now you can said, watch Kevin Bacon right? all the time. You gotta have those of, magnetic powers. Of, uh, I want like, to, it's just so like, cool. I just kept thinking of that commercial like, from the whole the, movie. So from I was his just, hands. I, I kind of took me completely can, out of it. I remember. But that was a, that was a cool Magneto moment in that movie, too. Because remember, he stops all the bombs, like, midair. I don't know. It's the crazy gifts you get and how you use it. And It's cool. It's always cool to read, even if you don't agree with him all the time. <laughs> he was <laughs> definitely well i mean 
I always, I always thought he came from, I always agreed with him. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like through all of his stuff, like you, you just, you can't sit down. Like for, you can try to be as peaceful as you want, but at the end of the day, uh, blood alone moves the wheels of history. I think Dwight said that in the office during his speech. <laughs> and it's, it's totally wise. true. It's totally. And and so that's why I've always <clears throat> I've always resonated with Magneto. Do you guys have um with with that because it's it's you, you can't just sit down and try to like I it's Xavier I respect his his opinion always have, you know, at doing the right thing, being peaceful and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day Man, you got to strap up. You got to you got to take them down. You know, I mean, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna stop these the people that hate you with love. Bobby's you know always been like you a can, dick. I've never gotten to hate you with love. As far as like the you can't, are concerned, right? Like you know, you can't your Cyclops, force Gray, people that hate you Iceman, to love Beast, you. and, and uh, so Angel, that's, that's right? always something um, I've always appreciated. I never got Magneto. the appeal of Iceman as a character either. Like I can see why people like him. I think that's but... one thing. That I didn't like about Iceman. Like, I guess if I had to choose a specific and character like, I don't really like now is Iceman. It doesn't seem like he just, just can really um, try to make Be the cool. best decisions for everybody else. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels like he has a selfish type of energy. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. He was always he was always the goofball too, and everything. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They did some really cool stuff with him in Ultimate X-Men. Um, there was a part where he was like making literally making ice dance and they're like, Whoa, how are you doing that? And he's like, Well, I've actually melting it and like refreezing it like very fast so that it looks like it's moving fluidly, but it's actually just being melted and refrozen and da 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 like explains this whole thing. I was just like, Whoa. And that's what I always appreciate about the old, like, talk about making things more realistic. Again, it I mean, goes the back to the meta conversation. There's always, through and through. I, I, I mean, even with their costumes, like, why do we have to wear these stupid costumes? The oh, it's so the Sentinels can't, like, two. detect our mutant gene. And, that's like, why we have to wear these weird spandex. I don't know. You just it's like, it's for a reason, okay. You find out what, exactly. what, that, what that weird that's reason is. That's another thing I appreciate for writers. Like, always have a reason for everything. Like, even Lock and Key, for instance, Joe Hill has a reason for why the kid wears a hat. A A's hat the whole time with a fishing rod on it or a fishing lure on it. Like it's a whole thing that ends up <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the book, you know, like being a main catalyst for the ending. So yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. We do too. Do you two have favorite artists from just anywhere that you'd want to draw the X-Men? Or is there like that one artist where you like you read them in a book where it's like you gravitate to them and you love them because and the style, their storytelling, whatever it may be. Except for Gak. Except for Gak. There's it's it's just Gak. Gak. And, just and it ain't it. whack. Gak ain't whack. Oh my god. <laughs> You're so dope. <laughs> yeah, you came you to are. the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I love being here. I appreciate you guys.
Something like that, yeah. Honestly, not going to lie, for some reason, Dr. Seuss was the first thing that popped in my head. Kanye is a crazy person. That's all I'm going to say on Kanye. uh, Especially the ones I know. He's Kanye. That's the best way I can describe him. Oh, wow. I'm sure there's some artist rendering of, like, Dr. Seuss doing, like, superheroes. But, yeah, like... I, I, know, I think he's I, like Dr. Seuss is such a left... It's interesting. I, I like that. It's like... Personally? I'd yeah. never expect... Yeah, he had, like... I some, so. I just um, like I'm always style. expecting, like, someone no, in the sure. industry or, like... Oh, we hate really on, love their art. We hate on everybody for, put, for no, what like, they do I, behind the scenes. Yeah, they don't even... We can't separate all... Like, I like Kanye's music, you know? There, I said it. I mean... Can't stand Kanye's him. Music too, but I mean, he, he's probably not the most nicest person in the world. <laughs> he, yeah. He's he's gay. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, uh, that's actually no really cool. X-Men. I didn't even think about that. Was Van Gogh the guy who did the screaming painting? No. I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> I was oh, going to yeah. say someone like that, but then Dr. Seuss popped in my head. Like, and I was visualizing, well, what would I want to see that's different? And like that. I'm, I kind of, I, I now want to see a Dr. Seuss Avengers book. Like, you blow my mind with this. I never even thought about this before. And I'm just wondering, he's like, like Van Gogh. Ooh, some Van Screaming Man that would, painting. That would be like, yeah, like oh, no words, just like a, a, Edward a, just a pure art-driven kind of like heavy brush. That would be the cool. Scream. Wow, Van Gogh doing X-Men. No. That, uh, yeah, who was that? It wasn't Picasso. But... That was, I thought that was Van Gogh. Well, you know, he did Starry Night. He did Starry Night. Oh, I'm looking up. I got Could Leonardo it. da Vinci draw an X-Men book? Today? He has like the super swirly type of art. And he cut off his ear. Since we're going so out of left field, I want to bring one. it from the from the nosebleeds. <laughs> like bring in some Renaissance people. <laughs> oh okay. But but oh. I back to Van Gogh. Um yeah, he cut his ear off for a chick. She, he also drank a lot of absinthe. Like, a lot of absinthe. Probably why his art was the way it was, because I know when I have fun, my art turns all swirly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would be interesting. Ooh. That would be... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, why not? Why not? Thinking um, of interesting <laughs> ones that I haven't seen before make comics and like what would that be like? <laughs> yeah, right? Like not yeah, Da Vinci, yeah, you've blown my mind with Da Vinci. Like first Dr. Seuss was like, Whoa, hold up. But now Da Vinci, <laughs> like think of like his version of like different of like the X X Wing, you know what I'm saying? Or not the X Wing, the uh the X Jet, you know what I'm saying? And like cerebral and like all that kind of stuff. That would just be really cool. I mean, they've done some stuff with Da Vinci and comics. 
Um, my least favorite uh, Elseworlds Batman story was the Da Vinci one because it made no sense. But it had a really cool Mignola cover, so I bought it. Uh, mm. And then I read it. And I was like, wow, congratulations. This is the worst Batman comic I've ever read. Wow, very like, disappointing. Good job on the art, but the story, guys, you suck. Yeah. First of all, um, it had this weird thing where it was like, okay, it was like an Elseworlds story that happens back in, like, Leonardo, yeah. like, took in, like, the Elseworlds Bruce and, like, he became Batman with, like, with, like, uh, <laughs> Da Vinci, um, like, inventions like, and stuff. Like, really I cool, right? Da Vinci but then they had this weird side story where it was, like, Leonardo modern da Vinci day, in his uh, shield comic modern that came day out Gotham, in 2011. And they he brought, brought in, the it, it's Mona weird, Lisa like the guys and it gets stolen and Batman has to like, find he, it. And I'm he like, brought in a whole bunch. Like, why he brought would in the Leonardo, like Raphael, rent out the Michelangelo and a whole bunch Gotham. of other Renaissance people. Like, are you people, kidding and they me? Somehow like, created the Joker the, alone would make me not want to do that. The state we like, now have, or like the organization stolen, that's honest. now known as S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's it like. Does. They were asking for it. How? Why? Why bring them in? It was such a weird Those story. Crap. I don't. I don't know if I like <laughs> have any trap. base opinions because it's just like, it's just it's just a way too weird. So many weird retcons. But yeah, it's like. I don't know. Bring in one of those um ancient Greek philosophers to 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 draw or like do X Men, or like something. I don't know. My God. I love his Doom Patrol. They did it twice, Dylan. They didn't do it well. They did it twice. They did it twice. Plato's version. Yeah, uh, like Xavier is Plato and um, Steezer is Magneto. I think somebody that would do a really awesome job would be Gerard Way, the creator of the Umbrella Academy. He's really ama an amazing artist and storyteller, too. Like, he's he's made some really awesome stuff and. He's, I think, would would do something really cool with it. He had an imprint over at DC, but DC like just destroyed it because they're not good at it at marketing. They did it twice to him. Ugh. Wow, he's so good. I really like his 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 brain alone. I would love to just like get inside that brain and just see this stuff that he comes up with because the Umbrella Academy alone was just so well developed and so cool. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, the it's show. Actually, yeah. Oh, go the ahead. Show. The show. The show has surpassed the comic. Like, sorry, Gerard, but mm -hmm. the show has surpassed it. It's unbelievable what they've done with that character development and everything and world building. Yeah. He's actually a huge uh, inspiration for why I got into drawing myself and doing art because when he st he was in my chemical romance i was super obsessed with them and he, the, during one of their tours um they um had this whole movie while they were on tour that came out and during the movies he was just he was doing the umbrella academy he was drawing concepts for uh the gorilla guy and all that jazz it was it really like was like i want to do stuff like that that seems really fun <laughs> nice yeah inspiration it come it it's it's crazy what what will inspire you to do stuff, you know. I I've, I um 
I would have to say Peter David's probably my biggest inspiration as far as writing goes. Just the way he oh. he's always put stories together and like his twists and everything are are really good. And uh, I, I I've read a lot of his. I've been reading him before I even knew I was reading him. Like the, all this stuff, I was <laughs> I was a huge fan of him because of Hulk. I didn't even know it was him. And then later, years later, I started reading his X Factor run and all that other stuff. And then come to find out, I've been reading him since I was a kid. I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. And that is awesome. And he's really like his concepts on some of his stuff. He wrote a novel uh, that's really awesome called Howling Mad, which is about uh, what the concept is. What happens when a werewolf bites a wolf? Oh, on the full moon, <laughs> the wolf turns into a man. <gasps> oh, my gosh, I love that. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. You know, I I might send you. I might this send doesn't you sound a like a book it's that, that would age well. It's, like, it's only two hundred pages too, and it's oh man, I I read oh. it on a a flight from uh from from uh, California, New York. I just not like literally the whole time I was just nonstop reading it. And That's awesome. This lady's that like, sounds so good. When we landed, I closed the book, and the lady's like, "You read that book the whole time? Was it good?" I was like, "It." Was unbelievable and like i just laid out the whole story to her she's like whoa that's crazy yeah definitely <laughs> definitely put that one on the radar anytime you see a peter david book you should definitely grab it there's only a few i wouldn't suggest but um just because they didn't age well like sex and violence i don't know if you guys know about sex and violence <laughs> yeah this girl it's, it's so bad it's so bad basically you have like this you have a, a dominatrix and yeah, this the, dude the one and only wolf gang on the day. They're blowing stuff up and whipping people. It's, it's do they kill anybody with a saxophone? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. no, no. That was their name, Sax and Violence. Yeah, I thought they'd be violent with a saxophone. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. I've, I've, I've never seen that. Makes sense. Everyone's always so sexy with saxophones. No one's ever violent with them. Right. I know. That's an odd odd twist to a title right i mean french horn those people are crazy they'll swing on you at any moment you know oh my gosh i know i mean just think about mozart he played the french horn when he was little and he was crazy oh my god amadeus ah yes <laughs> okay so i got a funny story about, oh, about amadeus you guys are gonna kick out of it all right so you know there's the movie amadeus right and there's the song amadeus amadeus french amadeus horn? Um, Madeus, right? And when I, uh, when me and my wife would be now I want to listen to for his Netflix requiem. For a long time. And every time I scroll by, I'd be like, Amadeus, Amadeus. Like and finally, one day we sat down and watched it. And about halfway I'm through the movie, she's like, "So when's the Amadeus song start?" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "You know, Amadeus, Amadeus." I'm like, "No, that's that's just a song. That has nothing to do with the movie." She's like, "I've been waiting for an hour for that song. What the hell? It's not even coming." So, and I'll play some for you. I you can want. relate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. But yeah. Yeah, French horns, it's by the way. Watch out, guys. But Watch yes, out. I appreciate uh, the both of you again. Thank you, yeah. Ariel, for, for joining us on this weird, nostalgic escapade for the past hour. You are amazing. Uh, thank you for again for for guest hosting, and we'd love to have you again. Is there Yo, anywhere Mozart, where our followers and a, a our listeners like can oh check out your I'll stuff? I'll get stuck on or... a Bach hole for for hours. Like I'll just sit there and just be playing, like cleaning the dishes, doing whatever, just listening to Bach. It always gets me. 
I mean, you haven't been playing it the whole time, so I it's, it's, think it's too late for that because I think we're we're coming to a close here on the podcast. Yeah, again, like we'd we'd love to have you the next time, and we will definitely do more. Appreciate you guys. Episodes Thank you. like yeah, this. I, think I in the future do have we'll an bring Instagram. It's and, uh, and at guys, Ariel. And, yeah, it would be awesome to again have you. And again, like, I just it's like we already been here for an hour. I didn't even check. And I would love to be a part of this again. This conversation was so fun. I can't believe it's already um, I know, right? Started like that, that's what happens here. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, Time no, flies we, too fast. We've already been Someone talking about you and me doing would, something with some DC I'd stuff it, on, on Live It. So <sighs> we definitely yeah. need to do some more stuff together for sure. Yes, absolutely. Heck yes. This is, your vibes. Total vibes. I love this. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh my gosh but anyways guys thank you again for for tuning into the 30th wherever you may be uh we again would lo- uh, love to have you continue on as our <laughs> weird x-men escapades we are just, we have a lot of books of a song up um, and, and plan to that, cover uh, in delve in dive it, in whatever it, it, it may it's be basically says uh there are you way have too many time, books out know, there there's just, way too just, many um, again, Aaron, we'd love to have you. Thank you for guest hosting here once again. That is uh, Dylan is always my my gracious uh, weekly co-host. Wow. Uh, thank See, you. For, I always think of going slow in down, uh, this conversation. Wow. We go and like, you be you guys. Wow. Have a great one. Stay safe. <laughs> I love Stay that. well, and we'll see you on the Dom of X the next time. <laughs>